N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 305 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo. Chris has got COVID, okay? I got COVID or the flu, either one. Yeah, well, you're not and testing that, to find out, so nah, what does it matter? It hasn't okay? been fun, bro. It hasn't been fun. I'm, I'm on the back end of this thing. You're on the back end. Uh, my my to, mother-in-law uh-huh. gave me this fucking, I don't know what, it is a miracle drug. I've uh-huh. never seen it, never seen anything like it. It's in a vial. Mother-in-law giving you drugs. Okay. okay. It says flu medication on it. It and, just says flu medication. And you pour it on your tongue, and it's like it's over, sugar. It's, it's like candy. No, it's, no, it's acid, okay. Okay, and you let it melt on your on your tongue. Okay? This is definitely acid. And you feel great for like a few hours. So I took one oh boy. right I, before the show. Okay. I took one right before the show, so I have somewhat like a little bit of energy. I definitely pulled my neck. Which is I true. never did acid before, but I'm I've known people that have done acid and you did acid. You're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you did acid. I've always wanted so, to do it. So if something comes jumping out at you uh mid show, it's you're definitely hallucinating. The acid. You should do mushrooms once. I honestly I have to. I know I do. And this is the kind Honest. of talk you get in the off season, I guess it opens up with sh- acid and shrooms. But Listen, uh, I do have to. I'm nervous, though. I don't know if I'm ready for How that. old are you now? Uh, I'll be 34 in December. I don't know about your age. It's the time you think to start I have too, You much. think I have too many demons at this point? Yeah, because... Uh, yeah. Maybe when you're younger. Take I was a little my, less seriously. I was in my 20s when I did mushrooms. And uh, I, I would say that's probably the optimum time to be doing shit like that. Not... At my age now, pushing 40 with a kid, I don't know if I want to be doing that type of shit anymore. I'll tell you what. If we have, what, 270 reviews on Apple Podcasts right now? If you want to get up to three, if we get up to 300 by If we get up to 300 by the next episode next week, I will, I will highly consider doing shrooms on the show. They all have to be five stars, though. Yeah, five stars. Five stars, and and they have to end with hashtag shrooms. Hashtag shrooms. Yeah, it's got to be. I got to get at least to three hundred reviews total. We're at two seventy right now. So do you care that the World Series is tied one one? You know, I don't really care about it. I haven't. I I had it on in the background last night just to have it on. Wasn't really. Wasn't really watching, especially once that was a. I'll say that this was a uh, game one was a great baseball game. Yeah, I, I didn't I really watched watch. The, I watched the score. I you know I kept following the score. I watched a lot more of it than I thought I would, uh, and it was a really really great baseball game. Uh, and the it did piss me off that uh, Justin Verlander got rocked again because it just further reinforced how pathetic the Yankees were in the ALCS. That yeah. they didn't. Yeah, also, clearly he's going through something, right? I mean, because he didn't have his best stuff to start the game well, against the Yankees either. Somebody tweeted that if Madison Bumgarner started game, this was after know, game this one. Is great. Not, this is great. If Madison Bumgarner started game two of the World Series and gave up 23 consecutive home runs without recording an out, he'd still have a lower World Series ERA than 
Justin Verlander. Wild. Which is why it is wild because, you know, Justin Verlander is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Would you not say that? The guy's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean. And he's atrocious in the World Series, and he's had numerous opportunities to pitch in the World Series. So, I mean, outside of this season, the one thing you could always say about Tom Brady was that his greatness just never. You just every year you expected it to to disappear. It just dude gets better and stronger. And the same thing goes for Verlander. Verlander well, also a, dealt with some serious got, injury. Well, you know, a woman got in the way this well, year for Tommy. Kate Upton, kind of same same level. Where's Kate Hudson these days? She had the reverse effect. Yeah, Kate Hudson won us a World Series, huh? She did. Huh? People uh-huh. forget that Kate Hudson should have. Got in the ring. Not, I'm not saying from A-Rod, from the Yankees for 2009. Yeah, I agree. All the all the women that A-Rod has been linked to, no one ever got the best out of A-Rod than Kate Hudson. I was a big Kate Hudson she fan. She did something in right. That, in, in that era, too. You know? She did two right, things so. right. How to lose a guy in 10 days and whatever she was doing with A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. So back to you doing shrooms, okay? Can you do shrooms while being gaslit? No, I'll tell you what, if even if we don't get, I was thinking about this, even if we don't get to 300 reviews, it'll feel like I'm doing shrooms maybe next opening day when Aaron Judge is no longer a Yankee, Brian Cashman is the GM, Aaron Boone is the manager penciling in IKF at shortstop well, with Josh Donaldson at third base. And then it'll feel like I'm on acid or shrooms and that I'm hallucinating. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is the big uh, this is the big start of our off season here. Like we said last week, unfortunately, it's happening earlier than we wanted to. Again, for now the sixth consecutive year of this podcast, uh, this is week one of the Keep and Dump 'em. Where uh, if you're following us on nyyst underscore podcast, uh, the first three polls were run over the last couple of days. We're only doing these three people today: Judge Boone and Cashman. Um, and then I'm going to sit down with the roster and we're going to probably do 10 next week, 10 the following week. Do you want to do uh, pitchers all together, hitters all together? Or would you like a mix of it? Um, it doesn't matter to me. It but you're matter. in, a, I don't know if we touched on this last week, but you're in agreement. Like we don't have to do everybody. Like no one cares about Marlon Gonzalez. No, no one cares about Lucas Lickie. No. no, I mean, it's, it's kind of irrelevant to talk about Cabrera. I was going to, I was going to correct you a little on that because what? are we facing a rebuild type of an off season? We don't know yet. So like, maybe you can pose the question of, are we keeping them or are we dumping them for actual, major league stars right um, now to, to to get going or are we going young studs giving off as much as we can and, and keeping prospects and calling them up well uh, if you want to put Pereira, uh, Pereira uh, Cabrera and Peraza there we can do that but I'm just saying like you don't want to be like Greg Weiser keep him or dump him yeah you know what because you're right well, let's keep him off because this is never about like should we dump him in a trade it's more or less keep them or cut the fat is how we do this. It's kind of in a vacuum, right? We do this in a vacuum. We don't, but you're in a, yeah, but you, you, you think like you're obviously like, okay, with not putting Greg Weiser, yes, Lucas, yeah, Lick, yeah. Martin, right, those right. guys like, okay. So we'll, we'll look at the roster. We'll come up with some names. We'll, we'll split them up over the next couple of weeks, but this week it starts with, as we 
like to say like the big three, like these are the guys, you know, like we're kind of in agreement here that two of them are definitely not going anywhere, but this is kind of like where all the consternation from the fan base is coming from with these three particular people. Yeah. And then we'll get into some of the other stuff later on. And because we have a, a new audience on a new platform, why don't you just quickly go into detail of the goal of these shows and stress that it's not about what we think the Yankees are going to do. No, and if you go to vote on these polls, there's a disclaimer literally right underneath it because I'm sick and tired of six years doing this and people saying, well, the Yankees aren't going to get rid of him. No shit, Sherlock. Like, if we do keep him, dump him, well, we are going to do keep him, dump him, Garrett Cole, but it's not like, oh, you can't get rid I know that. I'm asking you. You are in control of the team. If you are in control of the team and can do whatever you want, would you keep or get rid of this person? You're 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 essentially Hal Steinbrenner if he actually cared about the team. That's that's what you are. You know, people are like, oh, you can't get rid of Stan's contract. Well, maybe you, maybe in reality you can't, but that defeats the entire purpose of have, trying to have a little bit of fun with these things. Do you want John Carl Stanton to be a Yankee moving forward? Yes or no? That's what this is about. So we'll, we'll get into like those guys will be later on down the road. But before we actually get into uh, those three persons that we're going to talk about today, there's a little bit of uh, gaslighting going on once again in the media. Uh, and we had Bob Clappish on the show a few years ago. And I always said it was one of the coolest things we ever did on this show because Growing up, I always enjoyed reading this guy's column. Like, I looked forward to his Sunday column in the Bergen record. And now, this guy's just devolved into garbage. Just total cuckery garbage. And it was highlighted by this article that he wrote today. And it's entitled, If Aaron Judge Leaves Yankees, It Won't Just Be Because of Money. Now, obviously, you got you. You have to read this. Like, what could possibly go beyond the money? Because I think we're all in agreement that if Aaron Judge does leave, it's because the Yankees didn't show him the respect money-wise, and they let him leave. So, just to read a few excerpts from this, okay? We'll read. We'll read. We'll read the article here, okay? Uh, this is this is Clappish speaking here. Says, but if Judge leaves the Yankees, it won't just be because of money, and it won't be tied to another disappointing October. Judge hates losing, but there's more going on here. I actually believe 99 would be okay pushing that rock up the hill again in 2023, were it not for a souring relationship with the Yankees and their fans. Okay, yeah, right there. Our fault. Okay. 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 The marriage deteriorated rapidly during the playoffs, but make no mistake, the booing started much earlier over the summer. By season's end, some players and even members of the front office were left wondering whose side the ticket buyers were on. One executive told me it's been this ba- it's never been this bad, confirming reports of the Yankees contacting their agents about the crowd's behavior during the postseason. So what's Judge's role in this? He was mostly spared the fans' wrath, and I don't have reason to believe the slugger made it an issue with higher-ups. But that doesn't mean Judge wasn't deserved by the trend. People I spoke to during the season say Judge was taken back by the way certain teammates were treated. Okay, let's just stop right there, because we're going to read the article further, and we're going to get into it deeper. 
already. You, in this couple of paragraphs that I just read, you, you as a Yankee fan, are being blamed if Aaron Judge leaves. It's already being set up now. It's not our fault if Aaron Judge goes. Remember, we offered him $31 million a year in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the offseason. He said no to that. I remember that. We did our part. But now it's your fault for the way you acted that he won't come back. You see how that's being set up here? Yeah, I do. I see it. If you want me to, can I give my two cents real quick? You want to absolutely go right? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, I, you know, I forget what it, exactly it was at the trade deadline that I stopped for a second and I was like, wait, does Cashman pay certain writers and reporters to report things to make him look as if he's doing all he can to? Get people, uh, you know what I think it was? I think it was that you said Cashman was willing to give up Peraza and um, Volpe for Otani at the deadline. That's what I had read. Okay. That's what you read. And in my mind, I said, well, if he's willing to give him up for him, at least he does have a number on it. At least he does have a value on these guys. And he would have been willing to do it. And then I stopped and I was like, that just doesn't make sense to me, though, because he knows how unrealistic that is. And Pete says it all the time, the Yankee propaganda machine. That's what this is. They, they, he's starting to build a narrative that, once again, Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, whoever's in charge, has a scapegoat. <clears throat> and this time, more than ever, it's the fans. At the worst possible time, because guess what? The fans are against you right now. The fans are the most against you that they've ever been. I've, I can feel it. It's palpable. And now you're doing this. And it's going to fucking backfire. Go on. Go on with the chlorophyll. Okay, so we'll go on a little bit further here. We don't have to, uh, we don't have to read everything. But it goes on to say, like the rest of the Yankees, Judge picked up on this. The, uh, the, the uh, quote, viciousness and vulgarity of the fans. Okay. okay. The viciousness and vulgarity. Mm -hmm. Look at the word choices being used here. Okay. Okay. Like the rest of the Yankees, Judge picked up on this. He is the clubhouse leader, but also it's eyes and ears. He rallied the Yankees in defense of Joey Gallo, who they knew didn't belong in this market. The outfielder batted 159 and struck out in nearly half its at nearly half his at bats, suffered from anxiety issues which only worsened with the vicious booing. Gallo failed too often to be of any use to Aaron Boone, but as the Yankees privately pointed out, he did not ask to come to New York. He was traded into pinstripes, doomed by analytics department that declined, uh, decided his left-handed uppercut swing was perfect for the Yankees stadium dimensions. No one bothered to consider Gallo's makeup would never fit. The more he struggled, the more teammates felt sorry for him. Judge included. The players were also so aghast at the way slumping Aaron Hicks was taunted by chance of Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, once he once the failed left fielder was finally traded, Hicks replaced Gallo as the new public enemy number one in the Bronx. Teammates were equally disturbed by Isaiah Kiner-Falefa's father being threatened on social media. Now let's stop and comment on this right here, okay? First of all. A couple of fucking knuckleheads 
threatening I, IKF's dad is not the reason why I why any why Aaron Judge is leaving. Okay, so the point that that was even included in there is just to make us look like uneducated, uh, moronic, dirtbag savages. Okay, that's why that's in there. Okay, what was it? Three or four people that went after IKF's dad, if that many. Wasn't it really IKF's dad who went after the people? Like, it's not like, I don't think people were, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think people were like targeting his dad and whatever until it wasn't before IKF's dad came out to defend IKF. I don't know which one's first. I'm just saying, but that was put in there to further make us look like low life degenerate dirtbags. Okay. You don't get, you know how you tell your kid, if you act up, you're not getting this for Christmas. Well, the Yankees are setting this up now. Like you guys are fucking dirt bags. So that's why you're not getting this for, you're not getting Aaron judge again. Okay. It's already being set up now to go back to how Aaron Hicks was treated. Aaron Hicks is a plague on this team. Okay. I am not ashamed to say that. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I will take whatever slings and arrows people want to throw at me for saying that. He is a fucking plague on the New York Yankees. We have to sit here and deal with him for three more years because, because who's going to want him? Who's going to want Aaron Hicks? Nobody. Christian, if Aaron Hicks is on this roster next year, uh, uh, that might blow me away more than anything else. He cannot be so, on this roster next year. He can't. Okay. But in reality, if you had to put a gun to your head and, oh, can't say gun. Sorry. I okay, can't say it. If you had to put a water pistol to, to your head, okay. And yes or no, is Aaron Hicks here next year? I, I Yes. What What is giving me the an inclination that he won't be? The that would take them doing the right thing. So he, you're right. He will be here because the the, Yankee they're fans, incapable of doing the right thing. There's no point. other reason that Aaron Hicks has become public enemy. Number one in New York. than the fact that he's terrible at baseball and that the Yankee fans are sitting here, listening to him run his mouth on podcasts about how great he is. And then he went out there and had a OPS. What in the six hundreds? He had six home runs, batted 219. These are rough numbers. I don't care to look them up. After telling everybody he was going to be a 30 for 30 guy and how if the Yankees don't play him, he can go out there and help somebody else win, but he can't even help the team that he's on win. And the fact that we're watching Bryce Harper hit game-winning home runs in the ALCS to send his team to the World Series and he would have sold both his balls to be a Yankee and he couldn't even get a call for Brian Cashman because we had Aaron Hicks. It's not our fault. All this stuff that's being blamed on us is not really our fault. And Joey Gallo, it's and I'm I'll give Clappish a little bit of credit for for writing this. He was never look. I'll never say that I didn't want Joey Gallo because I did want Joey Gallo. I looked at the numbers. I said, wow, this guy could be a great fit in New York. We don't have any left-handed power. Just look what he does. He's a 900 OPS guy. Gets on base. Hits home runs. I didn't know about the anxiety. I didn't know about all this other stuff, his personality. But it's also not my job to know that stuff. Right. It's their job to know this stuff. And they ignored it. Personal makeup isn't computed in the formula. So again, when Joey Gal was brought here and he fails miserably and he gets booed and again, 
I'll go back to this. I watched time and time again this year, Joey Gallo up in key situations where Yankee Stadium was on their feet cheering him like crazy because they wanted this guy to succeed so bad because I think a lot of Yankee fans did have a soft spot in, it, in their heart for Joey Gallo because they knew of everything going on with him. And he got, and the result ended up getting booed and it got booed because again, it's frustration over the fact that time and time again, guys are brought in here that just don't work out. You can't boo Brian Cashman. He's not on the field, but you can boo guys that he brings in here that fail. There was one part of the article that I actually agreed with, um, and I thought it was one of the only truthful parts of the article, and it's at the end, because I thought this, when <clears throat> when Yankee fans were booing uh, Judge in the playoffs, I got this sense of, like, we're not booing Judge. We're booing the big picture at this point. Like, we're booing the constant coming up short. We're booing the constant, like, best offense in the regular season just disappears come October. And now it's gotten even more more specific because we've seen the Yankees get past certain teams like like Cleveland and and the Twins. If the Yankees don't play an, a, 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 an AL Central team in the postseason, they lose. Yeah, and then they get to... Uh, they get to the Astros, and even if, you know, their offense really wasn't great against Cleveland, but they were able to to pull it out. And then you get to to the Astros. They're better, they're better than Cleveland. Right. They're exactly. able to overcome mistakes against a team like Cleveland. And then and then it's the same thing. So that was one thing Clappish talked about was that, you know, fans were kind of just booing the the organization at that point. Yeah, I get it. It was judge and it didn't look good and it didn't didn't feel right. I get it, but you know what? The first and, and me and you have always been against booing your own players, but I get it. It's not that we don't get it, and it's gotten to a point now where, you know, I guess it's counter. It's you kind of you kind of contradicting yourself. You're blaming Cashman for getting the wrong guys, but at the same time, you know, a lot of these guys do have what it takes to 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 win. And they, they just disappear in October. But at the end of the day, it, it, to me, it comes down to the philosophy of the, of, the hitting, of the hitting coaches and the staff up and down. And, it, and, and, and let, let's get this straight right now. Home runs are not the problem, guys. Okay? Home, having a home run hitting team, a team that relies on home runs, is not the problem. Because time and time again, the team who hits the most home runs in October usually wins it all. It's the approach. It's 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 right here in, in a nutshell. It's Glaber Torres getting up down a run in the eighth inning or the ninth inning, and instead of just trying to get on base, poke the ball back up the middle or opposite field like he does best, he gets up and tries to be the hero and every guy following him. And that's not how it works. You don't just switch and turn yourself into a guy who needs to hit a home run just because you can. That's the problem. The problem is these guys aren't trained to be a home run team. They don't know what it takes to be a home run hitting team. They don't realize that you still need an approach against the best pitchers that you're going to face come October. 
and everything disappears. And it's the same reason why you see your manager managing like it's game 115 instead of a, a an elimination game in the postseason because they don't get it. They don't get the, that it's a different beast. And they they never show up to, to fucking take it down. All right, so we'll go on here. One member of the organization said, even if it's a small number of crazies that do stuff like this, word gets around the league. Players from other teams talk about it, which we've seen happen time and time again uh, recently. Eventually, you'll get free agents who ask, do I really want to play for the Yankees? Okay, yes. If the Yankees are willing to pay you, you will want to play for the Yankees. More gaslighting, okay? Again, you won't get any shiny new toys if you keep acting like this. Mm -hmm. But if the Yankees will pony up and pay, you'll, you know what? You know why Garrett Cole's a New York Yankee? Can I, can you just tell me before I go on? Do you know why Garrett Cole's a New York Yankee? Uh, The money. I do. The easy response is to wave away easily bruised players. If they can't handle a little booing, they don't belong in New York, right? But the game has changed in 20 years. Unlike, say, Derek Jeter's crew, today's stars hear it at home, at the ballpark and on social media. Oh, we can't get away from it. We have to go. Don't go. Look. And I get it from, uh, if you want to say today's kids have it worse because they go home and they go on social media and they get bullied there too, that I'll buy. You know, 10, 12, 13-year-olds, but grown-ass men, really? You can't hand, you can't just not go on social media? How about this? If you're a professional baseball player? How about player, this? Don't be a professional baseball player. I mean, Simple. I mean, if you're if if you're that fragile, look, nobody. I've seen people do some heinous things on social media because there's no repercussions. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What do you mean, no no repercussions? You mean there's no one, there's no uh, immediate consequence, like so like the I, real world. So I, you're saying so if like so like uh, Richie James fumbled twice in a Giants game today, effectively cost the game. I can go on his. I can comment on his on his Instagram and tell him that I Call hope he fucking a, drops dead. Right, but if you said it to his face, you'd you'd or be I fucking can, dead, left can, dead on the side of Route Three. So what's going to happen to me if I say that to him? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's a bunch of keyboard warriors, dude. And again, if you're a professional athlete making millions on it, playing in New York on the biggest stage, and you can't overcome that, then maybe you're in the wrong profession. Nobody's family should ever be brought into this. But it also at no. the same time, hey, you know what? Don't go. You don't need. You don't need to check your comments. You don't need to go on social media. A lot of these guys have social media teams. You want to go if you want to go on there to connect with your family, like have a Facebook, then do that. You don't. You don't accept uh, random fans into that. You got to look. We. I'm on social media. Because I kind, we kind of need it to build this brand and to, to interact with fans. But if, I'll tell you what, if I was the third baseman for the Yankees, I would never fucking go on social no, media. It's a There'd fucking, no fucking cesspool need. of fucking... There's no need for it. Bunch of morons. I don't condone any of that uh, of that bullshit, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't ignore it or, or find a way to overcome it. Even number 99 wasn't entirely spared. Judge got it from the fans early in the season. I... Uh, 
I don't know. Do you recall him getting booed earlier in the Maybe season? Maybe like the first couple of weeks. It was very light. It was a bunch of probably like three morons out of 50,000. And again, at the 11th hour, when the Yankees were being swept in the AOCS, despite one of the finest regular season performances in history, Judge was one for 16 in, against Houston and heard booze away out, uh, and heard booze on the way out the door. He seemed unfazed by the treatment, telling reporters after Game Four, "The booing is nothing new, but something was different about his reaction to the sweep." Now, listen to this. I want you to pay attention to this. Judge was. More clinical than emotional this time. He said goodbye to reporters one by one, often using the past tense. And then he goes on to record a part of a conversation. It was fun, wasn't it? Yes, we had some good times. I'm sure we'll see each other down the road. The fr- <laughs> I mean, you got to be fucking shitting me with some of this stuff. The phrasing could have meant nothing or else it confirmed Judge's determination that his work here is done. He oversaw the ascent of the baby bombers in 2017, took them as far as he could, and now sees the coming crash. Maybe Judge considers the booze a foreshadowing of what's ahead in 2023. If so, it might already be too late for Steinbrenner's checkbook to save the day. Bob Clappers, go fuck yourself. The fact that somebody who's so supposed to be such a respected reporter that I can remember reading for, what, 20, 30 years when I was a kid in high school looking forward to having the paper left at the top of my stairs every Sunday morning to come up and to read your column that you sunk to such levels of fucking cuckery, you should be ashamed and embarrassed of yourself. Bob Clappish. Bob Clappish, you can... Dr. Goes out to yourself and to the New York Yankee organization. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to make this statement now and I'm not going to, I'm not going to change from it. No matter what happens in this off season, I am going to be a New York Yankee fan today. I'm going to be a Yankee fan tomorrow. I'm going to be a Yankee fan until they put me into the fucking ground or my wife might, incinerate me. I don't really know. I'll be dead and I really won't have a say in the matter. Okay. But until I'm no longer breathing, I will be a Yankee fan. That being said, like you said, there's a, there needs to be a separation of church and state. I'll always support this team. I'll always support the players on the field. I'll always take enjoyment out of watching them play baseball. What I will not do is support them financially anymore. To, to certain levels while I go to a game, a game, because I will never deprive myself of not the personal joy I get out of doing these things. Will I go to five games? Will I spend a ton of money on merch? Those are things that remain to be seen based on how they act. But I can no longer support a organization, an organization that thinks I'm that fucking stupid to think that some people booing is the reason why you can't sign Aaron Judge. How fucking stupid do you think we are? Do you really think that we are that dumb? The fact of the matter is if Aaron Judge walks out that door and goes to San Francisco, goes to L.A., goes wherever the hell he goes outside of the being a New York Yankee for the next eight years, it's your fault. You fumbled it. You fumbled the bag here. You had opportunities 
after 2017, you said, Jesus Christ, man, this guy hit 52 home runs in a rookie year. Let's lock him up. No. Didn't even bother to put a contract in front of him and try to buy out some of these years here. You let it get to this point. Finally, he becomes one of the biggest superstars in baseball. And then to a man, I'm guaranteeing you the Yankees are banking on him getting hurt this year. Absolutely. Banking on it. Absolutely. I said that midseason. And he did it. He stayed healthy. What did he miss? Five games this year? I believe he played 157. Yeah. 158, somewhere in that realm. Hit 62 home runs. And now you got to come up with the money to pay this man. And it all started on opening day. Where you could have had your cake and eaten it too. I've said this numerous times. You could have had both of these things happen for you. You could have gaslit us and make us look and make you look like the good guys here. Hey, we offered him $217 million to play baseball for us. He said no. All you had to do was leak it to one of your fucking stooges and have it come out. And I, and I to a man, would have said, hey, man, Aaron Judge got offered $31 million a year to play baseball for the Yankees over the next seven years. He said no. I mean, you know, they did offer him a fair deal. But you had, you sent your little weasel out there to go out there and make it look like that you guys actually did something. That's where you lost. You were getting in front of this thing in April. And then Aaron Judge was like, hold on, guys, go fuck yourselves. I'm going to hit 62 home runs this year. And irregardless of what happened in the postseason, this guy earned himself every single cent that he's going to get from somebody. And now here on October 30th, you are actually sending out a guy that used to be respected to be a stooge for you to get out in front of this thing one more time to make us sit here and actually question how dumb you think we are. Here's a here's a quote that just that just completely demolishes Clappish's uh, article. When was that article published? Today, October 30th. Here's a quote from October 19th. I don't know if you remember game five when Judge hit that home run and he got back in the dugout and started kissing the NY on his jersey. Okay, I do remember that. Okay, when he was asked the reason for the kissing of the jersey, his response, that was for the fans. I've been watching a lot of premier soccer games lately. Sorry to hear that. I see those guys doing it, so it was in the moment. The fans brought the energy from the very first pitch. They were loud, they were screaming, and they made it a fun atmosphere. A lot changed in 10 days then, I guess. Well, one for 16 in the ALCS did definitely change in that time period, but that's not really relevant to what I'm going to say here. Aaron Judge has been in that clubhouse since 2016. Okay? Since, you know, when he when he came up before he got hurt and then he was a full-time player and since 2017. If Aaron Judge knows. I think Aaron Judge knows how passionate the Yankee fans are. I think Aaron Judge knows how much they want to win. I think Aaron Judge truly does know how much he is appreciated and loved by this fan base. What he might not know is this organization's commitment to build a winner. Again, that's your fault. That'll be a re- If he leaves, that'll be a reason why. He might think Frankie Montas is a great guy. He might want to go out there and shoot pool with him on a Saturday night. But I guarantee you, he doesn't think he's half the fucking pitcher Luis Castillo is. 
Where's your commitment to win? Show Aaron. Why did you not show Aaron Judge by some of the things that you could have done? That it's worth here staying. It's worth staying here. Again, these are all things the Yankees are doing or not doing that are going to cause him to potentially leave this this team. But we're being blamed for it. Fuck you, man. Seriously, that's insulting. Not everybody's going to sit there and have a platform like I have, like we have, to sit here and speak up against this shit. Been a fan of this team for 39 fucking years, and I've never been so insulted in my entire life by reading this shit today. Completely embarrassing. Now, you're going to sit there and blame us? Fuck you, man. Seriously. Fuck you for blaming us if our hero, our superstar, leaves you built a shrine to this guy. Again, I'll say it again. You built a shrine to him. He played, he played six games, obviously being hyperbolic there. He played six games. You're like, oh, shit, let's build a shrine for him. We need something. But now it's our fault if he walks away because we're sick and tired of your shit. There's no reason the Yankees should get swept in the fucking ALCS to the Houston Astros. They're good, but they're not that good. It shouldn't be sweet better than the Yankees. Are you fucking for real? But it's our fault if Aaron Judge walks away because we booed. But we're booing the fact that your general manager time and time again is so goddamn worried about these prospects that never amount to anything. We get these guys in here that are always second class because they're hurt. There's always something with them to bring them in here to make it the appearance that he's actually doing something. They were booing that. Not booing. Yeah, you get frustrated with Aaron Judge sometimes. You know, one for 16 ALCS. You get frustrated. Fucking ridiculous. It's insulting, man. Insulting. You really need to look yourselves in the mirror and, and think about it. Like, these are your paying customers. And I said this last week. These are the people that live and die and breathe with every single pitch that, that is thrown by a in a Yankee game for seven months, and this is how you treat them? And then you're going to expect them to turn across the turnstiles three million times next year to keep funneling money into your fucking pockets, but you won't fucking funnel money into the pockets of the one guy that we all want to see out there in right field next year, and when he leaves, you're going to blame us for it. Fuck you. There's really nothing I can say that you haven't. Plus, I'm low energy. So, you need to carry. You need to keep carrying here. So, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Let's move on here. We're, we're all here for it. Keep dump them. I mean, let's just jump right into it. The first poll ran was Aaron Boone. Let's find it here. I got fucking bad agita now because I'm all worked up. I had fucking penne vodka for dinner. It was my mom's birthday today. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, mom. Happy birthday. Okay. Wow. I didn't know she's, that. She's 70. Wow. Mm-hmm. Big 70, huh? Yeah. Should have had her on the fucking show, dude. I don't want to talk to you. Although my mom called me when she saw that we were going to end the show last year. And I know she's never listened to a minute of it. And she's like, why are you doing that? Really? Isn't it something that you love doing? And yeah. I was like, yeah. 
So, wow. so Pete, you know, for this offer to come on NYY News TV, you made my mom happy, even though she she doesn't listen or support. She doesn't show. listen, but she supports me, man. So, I mean, that's, that's what a mom's supposed to do, right? Yes. Anyway, so uh, Aaron Boone's up first here. Uh, he was voted eighty-four percent dump on Aaron Boone. Um, you want to get started here? What yeah. Your well, take is on this. Yeah. Well, first I'll say this: these are these polls are going to be, you know, abnormally polarized here, and it's just going to show you. It's just going to be more proof of how out of touch the Yankee organization is with the fan base. So Aaron Boone is a clear dump for me. It's not even a question. And you know what? At the end of the day, I don't even blame all this on Boone because it starts from the top. We've said it time and time again. But Boone did enough himself this postseason to prove to me and to everyone who knows anything about baseball how truly incompetent he is to manage with urgency and to manage in games that he must win. He does not know how to do it. He is lost. And and here's two things with Boone that I just can't get over anymore. One, he does not learn from his mistakes. Ever. And two, instead of owning up to anything, he just doubles down. And I can't deal with it anymore. I can't see it happen anymore. I know I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna. But it's a clear dump for me. It's not even close. And I don't even blame him for the Yankees' issues, despite how bad he's been. But it's a clear dump. It's not even a question. All right, so let's look at how Aaron Boone has been trending over the years. 2018, he was 60%, uh, 63% keep. Uh, 2019, he was 90% keep. 2020, he was 58% keep. Last year, 80% dump. And then this year, Aaron Boone was 84% dump. Um, yeah, man, it's a clear dump for me. It was a dump last year. Uh, Aaron Boone is just a steaming dump in the dugout. It's what he is. And again, man, like I, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a hell of a guy. Personally, I'm sure you'd want to hang out with him or whatever. But he sucks as the manager in New York Yankees. And I said this last week, not to, not to say that he couldn't go get a job somewhere else and be somebody else's manager. It's clearly not cut out to be the Yankees manager. And, I, and, and again, a lot of this, again, I'll say this, I like to use this phrase a lot because I feel it to be true. He's not the illness. He's a symptom of the illness, but that doesn't mean that you don't take something to get rid of your symptoms. Okay. You need to get rid of Aaron Boone. So there's not to say that if Brian Cashman did stay here and Aaron Boone was relieved of his duties that you couldn't bring in. And I know I keep saying nothing's truly going to change and nothing's going to truly change in the way that this team is run. But maybe we would get less of this whining and bitching and complaining and this soft ass bullshit that goes on in this fucking clubhouse. Okay. Regardless of whether or not you think Josh Donaldson was right or wrong for what he did with the Jackie Anderson shit. The way that he was vilified in his own clubhouse in public to the media should have never happened. That's weak ass shit. Okay. I'm sorry. It is. You take that shit behind closed doors and you talk to him, be like, yo, we don't do that shit here. We think it's wrong. Don't go out in the media. You you know what you say to the media? We're going to handle that behind closed doors. No, I don't think you should have done that. I wouldn't have done that. No one cares. Okay. You mean when he called him Jackie? Yeah. Okay. 
I call it Jackie Amy. Okay. So you have your guys back to the public. He didn't kill nobody. I don't really, I don't think he was being racist in anything. Not defending racism. You're defending an, you're defending a prick, which everybody does. That's your prick. You defend them to every outwardly to the public. And then you go talk to him behind closed doors where Aaron Boone fucking completely loses me is in the postseason. Okay. This guy, like you said, he doesn't learn from his own mistakes. And in 2018, all these things that he did that we didn't like then, but we were like, oh, he's the first year manager. He won hundred games and in 2019. Well, he's a second year manager. He won hundred games. You know, well, he hasn't improved upon any of it. When do you finally say, Hey, you know what? This guy just doesn't get it. He doesn't, he doesn't get what it means to manage with urgency. You know, and I got into a conversation with somebody uh, through, uh, during this week. They're like, well, he didn't get Nestor up because it wasn't in the game plan. You know how they have to have everything mapped out? Well, you mean to tell me Aaron Boone can't be like, this fucking guy doesn't have it. I need to do something different so we don't lose an elimination game? That's some fucking balls, man. You're a baseball guy, bro. When was your father and your grandfather played baseball on a fucking Nintendo? I don't think so. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. And again, okay, you want to say that it's not his fault he didn't have anybody up for Nestor because it's not in the plan, it wasn't mapped out, which is a whole nother friggin' problem that you don't allow your manager if true, to be able to react to a guy being injured or being ineffective in an elimination game? Give me a break. We've seen other numerous uh, instances where he managed with no urgency in the postseason that cost his team. So don't give me that, that that was part of the issue, okay? Now, how about the fact that this team is so mentally weak that even if they had a better mindset, they had a tougher mindset, that they might have been in this series against Houston. I'm not saying they would have beat Houston if they were mentally tougher. Mm, he's 91 miles an hour off the bat. And Judge hit 116. Guess what? You lost. Suck it up and deal with it. They would have had, a, fuck- they would have had a fighting chance at the very least. It, it's just the, it's the, it's what he breeds in that clubhouse that I'm tired of. Cuckery. When he finally had the balls and did the right thing, and I told you, the biggest booner for Boone I might have had in two years when he pulled Aaron Hicks off the fucking field, he still sugarcoats it in the fucking press. Oh, it was getting tough out there for him. We had to get him off the field. Again, blaming us, blaming the fans, not blaming the player for being a lazy sack of shit out there when the fucking season's on the line where the Yankees lost and the lead got down to two games after you were up 15. Still not blaming the fucking player, giving him a soft landing. I'm over it. I'm done. Goodbye. Get out. And just to show you here that people are soft, just like Aaron Boone. 16% of people voted to keep him. I got one comment, one, on why he should stay, and it's from our boy Don Sicario, and I'm going to read it here. I say keep him. Maybe if he has better players that can actually hit, he looked better just like he did during the winning streak. Issue is Cashman and his goons who believe it or not is making all the calls, in my opinion. 
At least he had, at least Don Sicario put his name to why he's keeping him. And again, putting the bigger blame on uh, Brian Cashman. But 16% of people voted for him. Why? What do you see out of him that thinks he should stay as manager of this ball club? Give me something. I wanted something from from the, from the this fan base to tell me why he should stay. I didn't get it. Other than Don Sicario saying, "I believe it's Cashman." I'd like to see Boone manage without Cashman. I kind of would over. too, to be honest. But for me, every year I said to keep it. That's always what outweighed it for me because I I genuinely believe Boone believed that Boone himself would be a much different manager without Cashman at the helm. But he did so poorly this postseason, I can't even use that as a defense anymore. No, and I said that last week. He did enough on his own to warrant getting fired like, in like, this postseason. Is is firing Boone the answer if you're just going to bring back Cashman? No, it's not even close. It's, it's just going to be the same bullshit, same type of manager coming in. I get that. But... Is it at least somewhat of a positive to get rid of him? Yeah, you can't say it's not at this point. Like, even if the next guy is just another Aaron Boone, like I've been saying over and over, maybe, just maybe, he's a little bit better of a version. Maybe he's got a sack on him. Yeah, but if he has a sack, then I don't think he gets hired. That's the problem. But, but maybe a little bit bigger of a sack. Maybe you can actually see the sack. Maybe he doesn't tuck it before games. And so, and so that you know that translates on the field a little bit more. Joey Kobani says, "Dump guy was managing postseason game like it's July. Watching him manage, it appears he doesn't make his own in-game decisions. Everything is pre-planned for him. He will also never hold a player accountable in a press conference. And that's, I mean, he hit on all he hit on all the main points there. Yeah. I mean, just listen to Aaron Boone speak." You don't have to say anything. And he offers this shit up to you. I think IKF is one of the best shortstops in baseball. What yeah. the fuck are you watching? Yeah. What are you watching? Yeah, you're just th- either you're lying or you're just in de- you're delusional. You have dementia. I think it's a travesty. He wasn't he wasn't nominated for a gold glove, really. What gives you that idea? You're the manager of the team. You want you should watch every play this guy makes. Hi, That's the type of stuff. Hi, sir. Why are you benching the guy who you feel should was the best dressed up in the league, sir? Please don't bench him if you think he's the best shorts up in the league. Thank you. Again, go back to this. Maybe it's not fair, but I don't care. You're the manager of the New York Yankees. The manager of the New York Yankees. And you really thought it was a good idea, not only to do it, but to tell people about it, that you're going to show highlights of the Red Sox comeback in 04 to motivate your team. Now, I'm not a if George were alive guy, but I'm telling you, if George was alive, you would have been dragged out of Yankee Stadium by your fucking socks. Somebody would have pulled you out of your fucking office while you were getting changed and dropped you on 161st Street if you did that while he was still alive. This year was so bad that you have two of the most anti if George were alive guys in the world using if George were alive 
in some context this season. That's how bad it was. All right, so now we're up to Brian Cashman, and we're going to trend Brian Cashman through the years. Uh, 2017, Brian Cashman was a 83% keep. 2018, he was an 89% keep. 2019, an 83% keep. 2020, a 73% keep. Ooh, and then people just don't like him anymore. Last year, he was a 57% dump. This year, 88% dump for Brian Cashman. The fans, the awful, vicious, what was the other adjective that he used against us? Vulgar. was Vulgar. Vulgarity. Vicious. Yankee fans have spoken. And 88% of us want to let this guy walk. You don't. Hey, Hal. Hey, Hal, guess what? You don't even have to fire him, bud. You just let him go. You just don't pick up the phone. But it ain't going to happen. Brian Cashman is the cancer that plagues the New York Yankees. And we talk about, you know, we talk about the symptom being Aaron Boone. And maybe firing him is like putting it into remission. But until you get rid of, of Brian Cashman, this toxic environment will never go away. Ever. It is not, it is not even it is not even fathomable to me at this point that the owner of this organization can justify in any logical way that translates into him having a winning mentality to keep Brian Cashman at this point. He is a dump. It's not even a second guess. I don't care if the next guy you bring in is a fucking waste. The, the, the bare minute, we always talk about just needing the bare minimum. The bare minimum is to just say it's time to move on. Regardless of what that next GM brings us, it will always be the right move because it's time to move on now. Brian Cashman's got to go, and until that happens, I don't see this team winning a World Series. I just don't. So somebody quote tweeted or poll was saying, I need to know who we're replacing him with before I vote on this. No, you don't. Okay. You don't need to know any of that information, whether or not some, who will, will come in. And my giant fans will know this reference. I'll take the Dave Gettleman of baseball GMs in place of Brian Cashman just to get Brian Cashman out of here. Okay. Because People can overstay their welcome. And he has overstayed it now. I say this all the time. I'm not saying that Brian Cashman's career here has been all bad because I'm pretty sure if you go back through the archives of the show when we've done the polls in 17, 18, 19, and 20, I was probably a keep, definitely a keep through 17 through 19, I would say for sure. Absolutely. When did it change? It probably changed last year. It changed after 2019. I think 2019 was the pinnacle of... I think I said what I said. I think if now they're coming back to me, I think I said that I I would probably have wanted to dump Boone and Cashman after 2019 or after 2020, but I didn't think it was fair to do it off the COVID-shortened season. I think that was my take on it. 
I don't think it was fair to fire anybody off the COVID shortened season. But 2021 just proved to be more of the same. Right. So it was time It was time to go. And now we ran it back in 2022. And it looks like we're going to do the same thing in 2023. Brian Cashman's biggest problem, again, I say this, it's going to be a lot of repeating the same thing, so just bear with me. He doesn't make moves based on what is going to help the team, based on what he's going to get. He makes moves based on what he has to give up. And that's the wrong way to go about business, especially when you're trying to win a World Series for the New York Yankees. There's no reason why the Yankees couldn't have got a lot of these guys that were traded at the deadline that would have made them immeasurably better than what they were going into the postseason. But he's too concerned with his prospects. His prospects, okay? Think about it like this. Who made these maneuvers? You want to say that George, George was already gone by this point. But he signed Jacoby Ellsbury, did he not? He did. It was a uh, was that an over was that an overreaction yes. to uh, Robinson Cano leaving? Yeah, it was. But in a way, I can almost forgive that because that's kind of like fuck you. We're the Yankees. We're going to do this anyway. And I wish they would show some of that again. Which is a part of the reason, if people remember, why I wanted Freddie Freeman so bad. Not just because he's a great baseball player and a great first baseman, and he's a champion and a winner, but signing him. Would have been like, fuck you, we're the Yankees. I, it's just something that's lacking these days. Who, can't, who kept running it back with Brett Gardner? As much as we love Gardy. Mm-hmm. Who kept running it back with him? Who signed Aaron Hicks to this long-term deal? You know, again, you want to take into consideration why Bryce Harper was never considered. It's not the money. It's not, again, oh, Hal didn't want to sign these contracts. Okay, maybe that's like 10% of it. 90% of it is how the roster's been constructed. It's not a what he, of course, Hal's not, you're not going to want to go after a, a guy that you need to sign for 10, 13 years when you have six, you legitimately have six outfielders on the fucking team. That wasn't a lie. Clint, oh, we got Clint Frazier. When was Clint Frazier ever really in the Yankees' plans? Never. What do we get out of him? Nothing. Literally nothing. His Italian evaluation is terrible. The way he wants this organization run is terrible. Well, people keep saying Michael Fishman should go too. Or is that his name? Dude, yeah. Well, guess what? That's Cashman's. Those are Cashman's goons. Cashman goes. Those guys most likely go. Oh yeah, there's no way Fishman that's survives. The, that's Cashman the point, fires. guys. That's the point. Cashman has put the guys in place to that will that will just affirm his philosophy, whether it fails or not. They this organization just doubles down. My favorite quote ever. Ever is the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over, expecting a different outcome. Hey, Brian. Yeah. I don't think we should trade for Joey Gallo. This guy has a lot of problems that are going to manifest itself being in New York. Yeah, but look at his analytics. But I'm right. telling you, I'm telling you, Brian, I know people that know him. 
and it's just not going to work here. Some guys are legitimately not cut out to be New Yorkers, but but his woba. Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay. So, again, he because it, that's just like a microcosm of of things, right? Because if you think about it. He acquires players based on no emotion, meaning that there's not there's there's no heart. There's no involved. human element involved. There's no human element involved, and that's how he wants the team managed on the field. That's it's clear. It's clear as day. That's as big of a problem as anything. So yeah, it's time. It is absolutely time for a new voice, a new head of to run this organization. It has to be done. I'm sorry. Brian Cashman has been with this organization since 1986. If Hal loves him so much, I'm sure there's a hundred other things he can do to keep him employed. Running this baseball team should not be one of them. And we're not saying that that automatically translates into a World Series team at all. What we're saying is the way things are set up now Never will. So it's time to give other things a chance. Or else we're just going to keep getting the same results, guys. And I'm not down for that anymore. I'm not down for it anymore. Not with prices going through the roof the way they are and and, and everything else. I'm not. And, and especially if you're going to start blaming us for, the re- for being the reason why players don't want to be here anymore. Which I'll never believe. I'm done. I'm sorry. So the last one we're doing, oh, actually, shit. Let me read a couple here. Mm-hmm. Uh, fungal. All right, Brian Cashman, you scumbag. All right. Scum. I'm sure he's a great guy, right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I got to read this one. This is fucking gold right here. Where is it now? Adam Berardi tweets, I say keep him because he has shown a lot of good interest in keeping Judge. I think that is very important. That's got to be a bot. That's got to be a Twitter bot. Okay. Gabe Cabani. We got double Cabani gold. Gump, I think most fans have had enough of the lack of developing prospects and his absolute obsession with analytics. Not to mention, he doesn't spend Hal's money wisely. He's a way bigger problem than Aaron Boone. Amen. Yeah. It's been said on the show numerous, numerous times. People that want, how is cheap? How is cheap? He's not cheap. No, he's not. He employs a guy who doesn't spend his money properly and he doesn't care. And he doesn't care. That's what his problem is. Who he's employing to spend his money and the fact that he's holding this person, he doesn't hold this person accountable for how poorly this money is being spent. That is what we have a problem with Hal Steinbrenner with not the amount of resources he put into this team. We had a deeply flawed team that cost $270 million this year. That's a lot of money to put into a baseball team.
All right, let's wrap up here with Aaron Judge. Like we said, we're only doing these three this this week. Uh, and to show you how Aaron Judge is trending, it's not in favor of Aaron Judge. I'll say that. So uh, 2018, he was at 88%. No, I'm sorry. He was at 96% in 2018. That was the first time we ran him. It was in 2018. He was at 96%. In 2020, because we skipped him in 2019, because everybody has a fucking aneurysm about us doing him in 2018, so we skipped him in 2019. In 2020, he was at 89%. Last year, he was at 88%. I'm sorry. I got this all fucked up. Because we did him. Remember we did him twice last year? Yes. Last year we did at the trade deadline and then we did postseason. So let's do this again. Okay. So we had a side poll. That was, that was the first thing that I read. The side poll was, uh, do you think he will be at 88% uh, at a hundred percent and 88% of people said yes, but he wasn't, he was at 96% in 2018. Then we skipped him. Uh, in 2020, he was at 89%. At the deadline in 21, he was at 88%. At uh, postseason, he was 95%. And this is his lowest keep total since we've been doing this. He was at 84% keep uh, for this round. All right. I think a lot of that is emotional voting. I believe that to be correct as well. And I completely understand the fans who are upset that he didn't show up in the postseason. I get it. But you have to remember two things. No, he was there. He just didn't do anything. It's not like Luis Severino that didn't know what time the game started. Right, right. Uh, also on the manager. Um, okay, if it's not for Judge, you're not even there. So you're not even talking about it. Doesn't, doesn't, does not give the excuse to not perform. I get it. But if it's not for Judge, you're not even near the playoffs this year, despite a 15 and a half game lead. Okay, that's one thing. The second thing is, think about the context in which you're, you want to just let him go. What are you gaining from it? You're losing arguably the best player on the planet right now. You're losing the chance that he will turn it around in the postseason when the team makes it. For nothing. For what? So that Brian Cashman could tell you that he did his best and that, you know, it wasn't the money. It was the fans' fault. You want him to go for what? Because we have some major prospects that he's that he's holding back? I don't understand. Let me ask you a question, Christian. Based on the way this team is run, would you rather have Aaron Judge, the guy who didn't show up in the postseason but has the most talent in the world right now? and obviously can turn it on at any time or to just let him go for, I don't know, nothing. It's an emotional vote. It should be 100% keep. I get it. Everyone's frustrated at guys not showing up in the postseason, but letting Aaron judge walk is not the answer. It's not. In fact, if it were the answer, it should have happened mid season where you could actually get something for the best player on the planet. Letting him walk now is will will be if it happens one of the worst injustices we've seen 
in baseball history because you cannot, if you didn't have every intention to allow Aaron Judge to bet on himself and win that bet and have every intention to pay whatever it took to keep him, then guess what you should have done? You should have fucking traded him at the deadline. But why did total disagreement with that? Why? Uh, why? Because I am totally against selling a season. Oh, uh, no, no, no. So am I. What I'm saying is, if you had no intent, if you didn't have the intention of letting him bet on himself, having the year he had, and then matching any number you're going to get, a.k.a. letting him walk and being outbid, then at least man up and admit that and get something for him. Yeah, but I would have I had a huge problem with that. No, no, no. I understand, but you also wouldn't have let him go into this season no, I would have no. every intention would not, of signing him no matter what. Be a, if I was running the Yankees, right. he would not be a free agent. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the point. So the fact that they're going to let this happen, they're going to allow him to get outbid, they're going to blame the fans, and you also didn't get anything for him, is just the epitome of incompetence. Well, they are incompetent. We know this. So it's a keep. It's not even a question. It's Aaron Judge. You built the franchise. You built. He's the face of everything. You have a bunch of grown-ass adults dressed like idiots in judge outfits at every game. You built a fucking stupid judge's chambers for him before he even hit his first home run. You can't let this guy walk. That in itself is just obnoxious. So it's a keep for me. It doesn't even have to be. Uh, it's not even debatable. I mean, it's not debatable. This guy had the best season in the history of the American League. One of the best seasons ever. Okay. This past season. And I said it last week, man, like some guys deserve a pass for just not getting it done in the postseason. I'm saying he gets a, a pass if he's here for the next eight years and he, and he bats 110 career postseason. He's not obviously doesn't, but come on, man. After 62 home runs, if the guy goes into a nine game stretch where he doesn't hit, I know it's the biggest point of the year. It's the most important games of the year, man. But you're going to tell me that you want to get rid of him because of that? You're you're out of your mind. I'm well, sorry. What was the percentage that voted him to go? 16. That same 16% are are the people who have been crying to to rid themselves of Giancarlo Stanton despite him being their best postseason performer in the last how many years now? It's a lose-lose sometimes with, with certain people. You got to give Judge a pass here. I get it. I'm I'm just as frustrated with him. If Aaron Judge was half as good as he was in the postseason, the Yankees had would have stood a fighting chance in in the ALCS. So I get it, man. I'm frustrated with everybody. But to tell me you don't want him because of uh, of the uh, his postseason performance this year is ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. What does 62 mean? If he doesn't do it, it means a lot. It still means a lot. Don't tell me that you weren't as excited as everybody else watching him chase that. And I, I never said this publicly, and I'll say it now. I kind of wish that Aaron Judge only hit 55 home runs this year. I do think that the record in chasing it became a fucking albatross for him. And that doesn't, and the, the, he can't pitch, he can't play, he can play in New York. Shut up. 
the mental weight of doing something that's never been done that hasn't been done in 60 years they'll take a toll on anybody and now you're expecting him to carry a dead fucking offense through the best pitching in major league baseball in the postseason he's not superman i know there's at times that he looks like it shit give the guy a fucking break and and to anyone making the argument that he's older for his first big contract you shouldn't waste that money baba tell me where's that money going who's spending that money then who's spending that money that you don't want to be spent on judge because he's he's a risk to you because of his age who's spending that money and do you trust that person to spend it the right way and why the answer is you don't he won't spend it the right way and it will all go to waste, all while seeing Aaron Judge kill other teams in a different uniform. And that's, I heard this that's argument. the truth. Oh, we're going to give him $40 million a year. I'd rather spend that on three. No, you would not rather spend that on three different players. Those are mid-players, okay? Guys we, getting $15 million a year, they're not that good. We do that every year. Look, this team is littered with guys like that. You need a superstar. You need a stud. This guy is fucking one of the best players in baseball. And again, I heard it. I heard it earlier this week. Oh, we don't know if he can. He fucking played 157 games this year. His health is not a question. Stop. It's another gaslighting bullshit nonsense. Aaron Judge is as easy of a keep as we're going to probably do all offseason. Over the next two weeks, he is the face of your franchise. What are you replacing him with? And I know that things are supposed to be in a vacuum. We always say that in a vacuum. Would you keep this guy? Would you not? If you can control the outcome. What this guy means to this team is just based on what he means to this team is worth more than what he does on the field. I don't want to go. You you need the Yank. The Yankees need to have to be the Yankees need to have the guy that walks out there with that swagger to be the public face of this team like it was Derek Jeter, like it was Don Mattingly, like it was Mickey Mantle, like it was Thurman Munson. Who's that guy if he leaves? Not only do you keep him, you slap a C on his chest next year. And you do it the right way. I'm just so, it just, I can't deal with some of the nonsense. Like, you need you want so you're you're meaning to tell me that you are so you're mad at the way the Yankees spend money. You don't want a superstar. You'd rather have three okay players. For what? Are they going to replicate what what Aaron Judge is to this team? No. Aaron Judge steps up to the plate. He is feared in that lineup. People have to game plan for him. You're going to get another utility guy, and you know. A mid a, a, a guy that can pop you twenty home runs. Nobody cares. This guy hit sixty two home runs, being surrounded by a bunch of guys who didn't even know how to hit a baseball most most of the second half of the season. Aaron Judge belongs one place and one place only, and that's in Monument Park. And the only way he's going to get there is to re-sign with the Yankees. So that is up to the Yankees to fucking figure out how they're going to do that. And it's also irresponsible of me to say anything other than he should be kept on this team for the entirety of his career. He's going to be the most valuable player in the league. And as fans, we want to see this team improve, even if we don't believe they will because of the people in charge. 
You cannot make the argument that you want this team to improve, but you're willing to let the most valuable player in the entire league walk away. It makes zero sense. The bare minimum is keeping judge. And then you go from there. How about Kevin GM me? Look at this, okay? I don't want to, meaning keep him. I'm scared it's going to cost over $45 million a year for him, and he's over 30 and he's hurt most years. What? How about this? And Tolly tweets, dump him, $45 million AAV, where these guys are pulling this shit out. I don't know, okay? For eight years, for somebody that's 31 is not going to age well. And here, somebody replied, who loves your baby, replies, he will be Josh Donaldson in four years. This, you guys are, you want to you wanna open up a dictionary and look up you gaslighting and then gaslit? These three profile pictures should be right next to the word gaslit. Hey, hold on. He'll be Josh Donaldson in how many years? Three, four years? Four. Where does Josh Donaldson play? Third base. For who? The Yankees. Okay. So we have Josh Donaldson already. I mean, the guy who got Josh Donaldson here is the guy you're trusting to spend that money elsewhere so that we don't sign Josh Donaldson in four years. He's going to keep doing it. It doesn't matter. We might as well just put our money on Judge. He put his money on himself, and guess what? Turned out pretty well. Aaron Judge could sign a nine-year contract with this team for whatever obscene number that you could think of. And it could work out for, what do you want to say, Chris? Four years where he Four. plays the top of the sport? Yeah. And then he's just whatever he is. I, you will never, for as long as we do this, you will never hear me ever. And you can go back to this. October 30th at 949 in, on, in uh, the year 2022, okay? You will never hear me say this it was ever a mistake or a regret in having the Yankees resign him no matter how bad the back end of that contract is because there's sometimes that you have to suck it up and deal with it because that's what the player means to the team and that's what the player means to this fan base I mean, you know this the Yankees know this that's why they sent their fucking cuck goon clappish out to write that piece today Yep, and I'll, I'll I'll just recap with this. We had three polls. All were in the the majority were in the high eighty percentage of either keep or dump. The two that were dump are way way more likely to be kept, and the person who was eighty eight percent keep or whatever it was eighty four eighty five percent keep is the most likely to to walk away. And that's the New York Yankees that we support right now. And just let that sink in. Whether you're someone who thinks one of these guys should stay when most voted to dump or vice versa, it's about the majority of the voice of the fans here. And the two that were so overwhelmingly dump are easily going to be kept and the one that's so overwhelmingly keep is the one that's most likely to go. I don't know if he will, but out of all three, who would you say you're most like is most likely not to be part of the organization next year? 
Oh, it's Judge for sure. And there you have it. And that's this. That's the team that we support. And let that sink in and absorb it. All right. So again, we want to thank everybody for being here with us on this Sunday night here on NYY News TV. If you're in the chat or watching later on, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review. If we get up to 300 by the next time we record, Chris is doing shroomies. Not on the next episode, but I but but it will happen. Okay, he's gonna do shrooms. Uh-huh. I'm a man of my word. And uh, go to patreon.com slash NYYST. $5 a month gets you bonus content. Uh, I'm going to try to churn out shows during the off-season as well. Uh, there was one last week where my dog decided that he wanted to interrupt it. Okay, so you can see that as well. Uh, so tomorrow's Halloween. Okay, what are you dressing up as? I fucking hate Halloween, dude. I'm dressing up as a sick patient with uh-huh. the flu. So you- Oh, that's grimy, bro. You're not even going to take your kids trick-or-treating. Uh, treating. Yeah, my, my wife is. I'll be, I'll, oh, I'll be I working. I just said... What do you have, like a cutoff for when you're allowed to be outside? No, I, I have work. I have a three-hour commute home. Uh, you got to talk so, to your boss about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So, uh, I, people get people get into Halloween. I, I just... It's not my it. bag. My wife it's loves my, it. I hate it. Oh boy. Huh? My daughter's excited, so you know. Yeah. Why your kids aren't into it? No, they're into it. They're into it. Not enough for me to care. Wow. They get fucking uh-huh. candy every day. And if you want to dress up, dress up. Yeah. So you're you're okay with your kids dressing up every day? <laughs> Listen. You can't tell them not to anymore, right? No. You can't tell them anything. You do what you mm-hmm. gotta do. Uh-huh. They're in control, not you. Okay, 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 okay. But you'll be in control next week as well as uh, there will be more keep them dumping polls. That'll be week two of three. Um, we'll hit, but we'll put some good. I think, I don't know, bro. I'll think about it, but uh, there will be definitely be some interesting conversations to be had over the course of the next two weeks. Uh, and we'll see what happens from there. It's going to be an interesting all season, but. You know, anybody that has their, their hopes up high for a lot of different changes in this organization, all you need to know is what Hal Steinbrenner said uh, when somebody found them the other day. It was like it was like the weirdest thing. People were like, oh, the AP found Hal. They asked him about Aaron Boone. He said he thinks he's a good manager and he doesn't foresee a change there. And everybody was like, oh, he's not going to fire Boone. We knew that. We didn't need to hear that from him. We didn't need to hear him say that to know that they weren't going to fire Aaron Boone. So, again, you know, it's just it, a fish a fish rots from the head up, right? Isn't that the uh, isn't that the Correct. expression or something close? Stinks. To it? it stinks. It stinks from the head down. So, if Aaron Boone thinks IKF is a good shortstop, you all you need to know is that that Hal Steinbrenner thinks that he's a good manager. So you can see how it just. Trickles, trickles, it, trickles, it, trickles itself all the way down. So we, again, we want to thank you for your continued support of the NYYST podcast. Uh, for thank you for listening and watching episode three hundred five. We'll be back live next week with part two of the Keep Them Dumpums. Chris, say goodbye. NYYST. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Swinging for the fences. Knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, Christian and Chris, of course, SGR, this is New York.
Yankee Sports Talk, homie New York Yankee Sports Talk, record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas, N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas